0: you're listening to data ask them anything i'm your host zach Bowders, and i'm here today with my co-host mark bradbourne say hi mark hi mark (laughs) wow and we are here today uh with a very special pair because it is coming up on valentine's in fact we may or this is a special episode on valentine's depending on how quick i am with editing a very special tableau couple because they are married and they are both tableau ambassadors Uh, allow me to introduce you to brian and jackie moore say hi jackie and brian hello okay so you have um through either ignorance or just um i don't know lack of self-preservation volunteered for data ask them anything (laughs) which is where you put yourself at the mercy of the greater data community on twitter Uh, And volunteer to answer their (laughs) questions. So we have a nice list of about 19 questions for this evening. And Mark is going to kick it off with our first five questions.
1: All right. So um, let's start with a set from Rodrigo. And he would like to know who wants to make it in public more. (laughs) And Jackie, I'll let you go first. Well, ladies first on this one. (laughs)
2: Uh, well, we'll kind of make it public. Are we talking about? <laughs> uh, no,
1: uh, Brian strong. is
2: is much more uh, the uh, flashy public viz kind of person. He's uh, really good at that. Um, so I don't know what you think. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm more flashy, but I probably spend way more time than I should on, uh, on top of public.
0: <laughs> I just want to say a couple of years back, I made an animated viz inspired by OK Go, where I sort of used a paging function to make stuff look like it was flowing and animated. And I was really proud at the time. And Brian, in the like, humblest most low-key fashion like I did something like that and post this thing <laughs> with a dancing disco wizard that like made my my thing look like absolute nonsense but it was like you did it in just like the most low-key humble way like like other people be like oh yeah that's cute look at this but like you did it which is like oh you know I was dabbling and I came up with this dancing wizard it's like better than anything I'd done up to that point point and um yeah, oh y'all that's... should
2: have seen the photo oh shoot
0: my god like
3: I, I hope I still have those pictures somewhere it was like a two
0: oh. it was like a two
3: hour photo shoot in our living room with Jackie taking pictures of me and all these it was mostly for the backflip at the end took a lot of pictures to <laughs> to make that work
1: yeah I think we need to see that I think we need to see that and it needs to go up on the blog
3: <laughs> I definitely have the video I'll see if I can find the uh the original
0: images. <laughs> so just know that like when Brian dunks on you, he does it in the nicest way possible. <laughs> right. Uh,
1: all right. So his next question was, who's who actually started using Tableau first?
3: Yeah. So that was Jackie. She actually taught me everything I know about Tableau. She, uh, Her company was using it. I was a total Excel junkie at the time, and she was raving about Tableau. Uh, I figured it was just another fad. You know, Excel was really where it's at. And then she actually sat down and showed it to me. I was like, all right, this might be something. <laughs> and then her company hired me as a Tableau developer, even though I had never actually used it before. So I had to learn it really quickly. Uh, luckily, I had Jackie sitting about five feet away from me. So was able to pick it up pretty quickly with her help.
2: Yeah, I kind of dragged him kicking and screaming into it at first. He very much did not want to let go of Excel at first. (laughs) It's a
1: tale as old as time. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: All right. So, Jackie, uh, what's your favorite viz produced by Brian?
2: Oh, he has so many really good ones. I don't know. There's there's probably some recency bias, but I really think that that, uh, the one that he came out with recently with the smokestack and the like steam graph coming out about the CO2 emissions was really, really cool. Um, I think, I don't know, that's right now the one that I'm thinking of as my favorite.
1: Brian, how about you? What's your favorite Jackie Viz? I love the uh,
3: who gives a F about the Oxford comma. That was a really good one. <laughs> Sparked some good conversations on Twitter, um, but now she has a lot of really good ones too. That one that uh, she did an awesome one on the California wildfires. Uh, another one that she did on the ma- maternal mortality for the SDG Viz project was really good. So it's hard to pick, but I, I like axe for a couple and That's cool. All
1: right, so um, man, Rodriguez actually got some good questions. So did Tableau make your relationship better or worse, and why? <laughs> Um, it, I would say
3: it, it changed it a little bit, maybe, but <laughs> I, I would say for the moment.
2: Well, we get to go, we get to go on a shared vacation every year when we go to the Tableau conference. So, uh, that's pretty yeah, awesome. That's, that's been plus, <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, it definitely changed, uh, I guess the nature of most of our conversations, but <laughs> I think that might be a question later on, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Thanks
4: Kevin.
1: <laughs> You'd figure a guy that was on the show would know how it works. Yeah.
4: All
1: right, and last one from Rodrigo is have you considered naming one of your children after a chart type or perhaps Francois? <laughs>
3: Oh, well, I think we're sticking with the one and he already has a name. So I think if anything, we'll create a chart type name it the Finn.
4: Oh, hey, I like it.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that addition. All,
4: right.
0: <laughs> All right. So we are transitioning to a new asker. So this is a bunch of quick hits other than... Uh, Rodrigo actually had a really nice set there. Rodrigo surprised me. Like oftentimes he likes to spit fire. So the fact that he was uh, so middle of the road there, it's just really going to catch you later when you get to. Vince's questions. <laughs> but uh, Katie asks, what's the one thing that you think every adult should be able to do that you haven't done yet? And I'll start with Jackie.
1: I feel like the the definition of adulting has changed. Like if I think about my parents, like stuff that they did, I just don't do anymore. Yeah,
2: oh, I have one. Uh, I can't sew. Like yeah. I can like hand stitch it. Like I can like mend something if I really need to. But I can't sew. I feel like people should really be able to sew. Like at the beginning of the coronavirus, when all these all these friends with sewing machines were like banging out masks for everybody around them, and like I can't sew. I can't do anything useful except for make charts. <laughs> so, that's mine. Yeah,
3: that's a good one. Um... I've never changed my own oil. I, I figured it should probably uh one time I accidentally overfilled my oil and I had tried to let just a little bit out. And I accidentally dropped the plug while the oil was pouring out and it was just dumping oil all over the place Whoa. as I scrambled to try to
2: find oh. it while I was under the car. Yeah. He comes into the house, he goes, Jackie, I messed up. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's the gist of the experience of changing oil because you have to like run the car to get the oil like extra extra liquidy first. So, you know, you're not just dealing with oil you're dealing with hot oil, which is what they used to do to people to torture them. And then you get under your car and you're doing this crazy gamble where I think enough has drained out that I can take off the oil filter, which also still has hot oil in it which will dump on you as you try to like weave it out of the innards of the car only to screw a new one back. It's, it's like, look, whatever you're paying someone else to do that is worth every penny. I swear, yeah, and I used to do my own. Even
2: if they try to sell you the air filter every time. And yeah. That's the hardest
0: part. That. Cause I'm a people pleaser. And they're like, I think you need an air filter. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not buying that air filter, but it's really hard for me.
1: Yeah. And, and let's be fair on the whole car thing, because you know, like owner's manuals used to tell you how to like adjust your timing valves. And now it's reminding you that you can only put unleaded gas in it and that you should pay attention when you're driving.
0: Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So our next question is from Satya who asks, when is the power couple planning on visiting India?
3: Um, I would love to, I know it's a very long flight, but yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we've actually been hoping to for a while. One of my really good friends actually moved out there Um He was supposed to go out for two months, ended up living there for seven years and getting married, so we were planning for a while to take a trip out there. Um, He's recently come back, but we'd still hope to get out there at some point. I know we we know a lot of people out that way, so Um, no immediate plans, but hopefully once all of this craziness is over, we can uh, start thinking about it.
2: Yeah, I'd love to make it out there and and meet Vinod, our partner on the SDG Viz project. And um, our friend who Brian just mentioned, his wife, we still haven't met because she can't come in because of customs <laughs> right now um, because of uh, her passport or her visa not getting approved. So, uh, yeah, it'd be awesome to get out there and visit some folks.
0: OK, so our next question is from Simon, who asked, why did Zach miss out on the obvious marketing line? You want more when promoting this? Ask them anything.
3: I can't answer that. I mean, our name is ripe for parody, and uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like you, you missed an opportunity there.
1: That was a big, big (laughs) mess,
4: actually.
0: I'm going to take the higher ground here and say, you know what? It felt cheap. Like, I know it's been done. Why why are we going there?
1: You prefer the high hanging fruit? Is that it? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look, everyone's going for the low hanging fruit. No one's going for that stuff at the top. It's got to be great. (laughs) We're going to take the hardest route here. (laughs) because that always works out well. So the next two questions are from Zach, like me, Zach, who asks, what's an unexpected perk of having a spouse in the same profession? And I'll start with Brian.
3: Um, Just having somebody there to help you all the time. I constantly ask Jackie for help. I ask her, I help her without her stuff too. Just having somebody in the same house when you're dealing with something and not having to Reach out to other people on your team, or I'm a consultant. I can't go to the client and ask them for help. So <laughs> having a, uh, another person in the house is definitely definitely a perk.
2: Yeah, uh, immediate access to expert troubleshooting and uh, idea bouncing off, and just being able to kind of normally when you vent, you, your your spouse doesn't know what you're doing. They have no idea what you're talking about. Um, it's really like you, the conversations are totally different when you can have a conversation about what we both do. Uh, it, it changes it. Um, I think we'll get to this with Kevin's question at some point too, but um, yeah.
0: I mean, that's a great point because for everyone that was used to working in an office setting and you're like coworkers and you could like show each other the stuff you're working on and be like, hey, what do you think of this? And you had that sort of like casual knowledge transfer like everyone else lost that when COVID hit and has tried to has been trying to find ways to make it up. And you guys like still have it. You just like turn your rolly chair. It's like, what do you think about this? (laughs) Well, he's in
2: the basement and I'm on the second floor. So it's we're we're not. You need a whole floor
0: between the two of you. You're like. If this is gonna work we need as much geography between us as possible
1: it's the demilitarized zone and they're on a kitchen schedule like, all right brian you've got the a.m coffee shift <laughs> i want to see your butt bat in there
0: so someone takes a bathroom break at the wrong time and you both see each other on different right. staircases and freeze
3: <laughs> no i mean we still have lunch together we go for walks yeah we meet I, for lunch yeah, as far as okay. you know, getting work done, it's it's good to have your own
0: space. <laughs> <laughs> that that makes sense. So, what is an unexpected downside of having a spouse in the same profession, Jackie?
2: It's the the flip side of basically what we just said. Uh, you know, you're venting about your work or uh, like just complaining about the problem in general, kind of uh, out loud, ends up being something that has to be troubleshot so you're trying to help each other rather than just like letting letting it air
3: (laughs) sometimes you're not looking for recommendations you're just trying to (laughs) to and uh, it doesn't work when the other person knows exactly what you're talking about and how to fix it
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, that's like one of those common spouse things right like where you know your spouse comes to you with, with something and what they're really wanting to do is they're just wanting to like get it off their chest and like if you're in like problem solving oriented mode you're like well hold on I think you should tell Ted in accounting this but in real, in reality like no 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 no, shut up and listen like I, I know I need to talk to Ted in accounting it's cool like that's my uh, that's what my wife's thinking when I say talk to Ted in accounting like that's <laughs>
4: Yeah, I oh. agree
0: with
3: that.
1: Same answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ted in the county, <laughs> All right. So, all right. So we, we've gotten to Kevin's question here. And I actually, at the end of it, I think I have a Viz challenge. So um, since you're both data professionals, what percentage of your conversations are data related? So we have
3: somewhat recently tried to implement some rules to get around this. Uh, We try not to talk about work or Tableau at or after dinner, uh, which doesn't always work out. But I would say during the day, most of our, if not all of our, conversations are work and Tableau related.
2: And even after dinner, a lot of them are Tableau. But they're not supposed to be. Um,
1: They're not supposed (laughs) to be. (laughs) I think y'all y'all need to do a collaborative quantified self viz and track your data versus non-data conversations.
2: Yeah, I think think all of our conversations revolve either around Tableau or our son.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If it helps, you can get Brian to do the top third of the sheet and Jackie can do the bottom third and just leave the
2: middle
4: third blank With a coffee (laughs) box. Actually,
3: interestingly enough, Jackie and I have never collaborated on a viz. That's not completely true. Uh, Jackie's first Tableau public viz was uh, the birth announcement for our son. And we kind of worked together on that. And that was uh...
1: in many ways.
4: I guess, <laughs> right? yeah. That was the ultimate collaboration. That's right.
1: That's right. <laughs> All right. Zach, what do you want to do here, man? We got we got seven questions Ooh. from from Vince. Um, do you want me to?
4: <laughs> how, how I'm about, afraid.
1: How, how about I I'll take the first four and then you can bring the rest home.
0: That sounds good. Like go until you feel fatigued.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. well, the minute I read Vince, I was there,
0: you know I, I had to transpose these. So he sent me a picture of these rather than typing them because he was going oh, on vacation. Man. So oh. I actually had to to type to write <laughs> all these, um which made me think while writing them. so there's there's that. Enjoy. you're gonna have fun, guys,
1: yeah, okay. So first question from Vince. Brian, you have a consistent theme of circular plots in your tableau public work. Is there a similar pattern in your day job?
3: Uh, No, not at all. I've never done anything remotely close to what I do on Tableau Public for a client. Um, But I mean, that's kind of the thing. If I'm going to work on something at night in Tableau, I want to do something fun and something that doesn't feel like work. So anything you see in my Tableau Public profile would, would never ever ever do during my day job
0: <laughs> i mean that's the surface level reading of this what if you're like data sisyphus push, pushing the same data set up the hill every day and then it rolls back down the next day and you know there, there's that take <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right jackie you're a tableau social ambassador the best kind of ambassador obviously <laughs> and, and and i will agree with vince on that social ambassadors do rule. Um, and you are a co-leader of Moms Who Viz. Um, any tips on how to balance social media commitments with setting a healthy example
2: for our kids? Uh, it's a, something I struggle with all the time. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough uh, to kind of set limits on the social media, and but also remain present and also wanting to see everything that's going on. Uh, and that's how you end up a social ambassador in the first place, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> you spend too much time on the Twitter feed. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, I I, ha- I try to time box. the. Uh, I'll try to like look at Twitter in the morning and then in the middle of the day and then uh, in the afternoon before my son gets home. And then I'll spend some time uh, chatting on Twitter after he goes to bed. Um, it, it's uh, it's a conscious effort. <laughs> All right, um, these are actually pretty
1: tame questions for Vince. As I'm reading through them now,
0: he was restrained.
1: <laughs> he was okay. Um, Brian, as co-leader or one of the co-leaders of mentoring meetup, he's curious: who is your dream mentor, past or present? Who would it be?
3: Yeah, so I've never had an official mentor, but I've kind of considered the uh, the Flairidges as somewhat an unofficial mentor maybe a dream mentor <laughs> they they've helped me out more times than I can count I've taken you know a ton of inspiration from their work and they've helped me out with all of that weird stuff that you see on my Tableau prop, public profile stems from stuff that they've helped me with so um yeah I guess uh if I could have a dream official mentor it would have been one of them but I, I won't
1: pick one because that's me yeah, I think I think they have informally mentored yeah. a lot of people. <laughs> most of the community,
3: I would say. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: At some point, you've looked at their blog and been like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> um, all right. Uh, one more from me. Okay. Um, you both convey great leadership qual- qualities, encourage and help others a ton, and seem to find ways to keep giving back to the community. What time of day do each of you wake up and go to bed, Brian?
3: go it. well we both wake up as soon as our son does because he comes running into our room and jumps on me (laughs) and then uh
2: it's about 6 a.m
3: and then um (laughs) i'm usually up for another two or three hours after jackie goes to bed and that's when i get most of my uh community stuff done
2: sleep is very important (laughs) (laughs)
1: my wife and i are the same way (laughs)
0: All right, Zach, bring it on home. Okay, so I'm going to drop an anecdote before we hit that. I used to work at an organization where our CEO's brother was Tom Shadyak, who was the director of Ace Ventura and Bruce Almighty and everything. As you expect, Tom is a pretty wacky guy and would show up maybe once a year at our annual meeting. And he always had the same outfit, like he had a uniform Like it was like he had the same gray shirt and jeans, either only one. And he wore that same outfit every day or like a thousand in his closet and always dressed like that. But uh, he had a reputation for showing up and just being crazy and off the walls and like everyone like fearing a major HR violation. And like that's kind of like like Vince for this. So up until this point, like Vince has been holding back. But we're coming up on the point where Tom Shadyac wearing a shirt that says "This shirt saves lives," like towards the end of his presentation that was very serious, can't resist anymore, and he covers up a letter on it and says "This shit saves lives," get it? Like he did that for real. <laughs> no, um, so, so Vince has been has been holding back, and like we're we're building now. So, Brian, you famous famously defeated me, Vince, in the Vegas tips battle. Can we still be friends?
3: Absolutely. No, that was the the least, like, competitive feeling competition that I've ever been in. It was amazing. Everyone was super friendly and uh, supportive. And yeah, of course, Vince.
0: But Vince <laughs> did win the meme game with his, like, uh, Dime Store Iron Man costume. Oh,
3: my, God. Oh costume. my gosh. He yeah. absolutely destroyed me in the costume competition. So...
1: And- the fact that he keeps showing up in memes randomly on the <laughs> internet because I keep finding it like on Reddit every now and again it shows up with a new caption and I'm like oh my
2: god he got legit like internet famous off of that costume. like I'm not gonna
0: say it was destiny but like if if any of us were going to have a meme it was going to be Vince
3: <laughs> right before the tips battle started i walked into the bathroom and saw him in front of the mirror getting into that i didn't know it was him right away it was just one of those situations where you walk into something and you don't really know what's going on and you just stop in the doorway and stare for a minute (laughs) it was just him with a roll of tape (laughs)
0: it's vegas like if you walk into a bathroom and you see that going on it could be any number of things that are happening and especially he went down to the bellagio and took pictures down there with the other creepy characters in costume which is saying something because like there was a mini mouse down there that was legitimately horrifying one year
1: oh yeah i mean you walk the strip walk the strip after 2 a.m and like the little characters and stuff
2: It's scary. And I I love Vegas. Yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. On the other hand, Vince was getting suited up and then went out in public, and his Brian just went to like the afternoon sessions in the Chart Kent costume. (laughs) Chart Kent.
0: (laughs) Okay. So this one is for Jackie. Jackie, how would you transport 10,000 sharks safely across the country in the most efficient, safe, and cost effective way possible? I warned you.
2: Yeah. Um I mean a, a train would be able to carry the water tanks across the whole country. I mean it's one of the oldest means of transportation across our country. Do we have
0: time to reserve the main shark train before this goes live because like <laughs> I'm seeing like shark train sci-fi channel original movie like there there's possibilities here, <laughs> right? What could go, what wrong? Could go wrong with what a could shark go wrong? train? <laughs>
2: what could go right let's go there (laughs) i mean just we have to start calculating how many cars this would take like how many sharks can fit in one tank? how big a Um, shark are we talking we're talking great white we're We're talking like like how many like
0: which species can coexist in the same like like body of water or like
2: the little fish that you put in your fish tank that are technically called
0: (laughs) i mean it's a loaded question vince we need we need information (laughs) also Okay, I don't know if you guys have seen Snakes in a Plane, but the premise of Snakes in a Plane is we have to kill an informant. We've exhausted all other options, which they say, we have to put snakes in this plane. But to deploy the snakes in the plane, they have explosives that break open the packages so the snakes escape, to which I say, why did you need the snakes? But that's just my thought.
4: Yeah,
3: that's uh, a pretty good point there. (laughs)
0: I'm just you saying, it's, their <laughs> whole plot in- it's like I, I guess because like the movie had to happen, but but anyway.
1: <laughs> but sharks on a train. Sharks will on be a train is going to
0: be amazing. It's it's happening.
2: Yeah. Oh, the train could get hit by a tornado, and then it could have a crossover with. Oh, and that's like
0: the third movie <laughs> in the series, though, because like the second one has to be a prequel <laughs> that goes back to the original shark train, which we didn't know about in the first one.
3: don't forget about the kids spinoff trainee shark do 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 trainee shark
0: (laughs) this has gone wrong in all the best
4: ways
0: (laughs) this is gold wow okay so i guess this is for both of you and we'll start with brian but if i'm driving to visit my parents in my hometown and i miss their exit and i don't realize it for a thousand miles i'd find myself in boston Anything you'd suggest I must see in all caps for someone who's never been there before?
2: Not Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock is very, very (laughs) overwhelming. It's it's just a rock
3: and not even a very big one. Um, Yeah. So I would skip Plymouth Rock. Uh, Personally, I'm a huge fan of Boston Common and Boston Gardens. I think it's beautiful
2: there, especially in the spring. I really like it there. Boston Garden is gorgeous. It's really, it's really pretty. It's a very walkable city. You can kind of walk the whole thing in a couple hours. Uh, it, you can do the <laughs> whole thing. So, yeah, it is. <laughs> Hit up the north end, get some delicious food and espresso, some nice treats, and then walk down. You can go visit the common. The duck boats are fun if you want to do the tourist Yeah, thing. Well, The whole seaport
3: uh, district is pretty nice. Yeah.
1: Get aquarium yeah.
2: down there. Oh, the aquarium is really cool. Yeah. I'm sorry,
1: the correct answer was cheers.
0: Oh, and cheers. Thank you for playing.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this has been fun. So we have one last question. This is from Sean. And he asks, what's the most recent data viz debate related lovers quarrel?
3: Um. So I guess we don't have a lot of debates about data viz. Um, other than, you know, Jackie is really good with, you know, best practices kind of stuff and really effective visual communication and if you look at my tableau public profile i i don't really do that
2: i'm on the jedi Jedi (laughs) side he's on the so brian's better at ineffective (laughs) communication (laughs) he he, he likes to do all of the hackiest things that he can possibly do
1: brian's never (laughs) met a line he didn't want to bend
2: Also, he's very pro outline. I'm very Oh, that's outline. true. I love
3: borders. Jackie hates borders. That that's a big one for us. Ooh.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so Brian, if you had to ineffectively and expensively transport uh the shark's ten at 1000 <laughs> miles, how would you do that?
3: Well, definitely one at a time, but I would say in, in a very very large truck. Uh yeah so how many ten
2: thousand trucks? sharks most fuel efficient uh fuel yeah. inefficient yeah. 10, so just like sharks.
3: ten thousand tractor trailers in just one big caravan going across the country um and you know stopping to eat every 20 minutes or so
0: shark caravan a spin-off. <laughs> circus cannon we, we, we can get like a cross promotional with like ice road truckers and it'll be like ice road sharkers like they have to they transport the sharks across the ice roads what could possibly go wrong
2: <laughs> well because the Sharknado destroyed the right like the divert there we go yeah yeah and the
1: trucks have to be open at the top so if they they do fall over the sharks go everywhere oh of course yeah how else are we going to get sharks in the Mississippi oh, yeah. River
4: yeah <laughs>
0: Wow, this that's been an unexpected delight of this that I didn't see coming. So, like, thank you, Vince, for your Tom Shadiac nonsense and tomfoolery uh, that you brought to the equation here. So uh, we are out of questions, guys, and it has been a blast. But before we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to shout out or promote or anyone you want to just, like, say, hey, thanks?
3: Um. Yeah, maybe just a quick shout out to the the SDG Viz project and our our, our co lead Vinod, and you know, if I can, like to give a very special thank you. We've had five people that have participated in every single one so far, which is something that none of the organizers have even done <laughs> yet, which is really amazing. So we'd like to thank them, um, and also mentoring meetup. Um, you know, we had a, a, a ton of people sign up, which is amazing. Uh, we'd love to see some more mentors. Uh, so if you're interested in mentoring, you know, please reach out to one of us. Um, just go to the website, fill out the form. But we, we'd love to get some more some more mentors signed up. Yeah, so
2: you already mentioned the SDG Viz project. Uh, if there are any moms who viz out there that are not part of moms who viz, drop me a line. Uh, we'd be more than happy to have you. We have a lot of discussions around vizzing and momming. Um, So it's a, it's a great community to be part of this little subset that really totally gets you. Um, And then just, you know, thank you, Zach and Mark for having us on and uh, everybody who submitted questions, even Vince and his wacky questions, uh, which I was (laughs) uh, kind of dreading and also very excited to hear. So yeah, thank you
1: yeah, thank you both for coming on. This has been uh, fun. And I think a great way to celebrate celebrate Valentine's Day.
0: Awesome. excellent. Thank you for coming. It's been delightful. You two are delightful. And uh, this has been data. Ask them anything Data Ask them anything is a production of data plus love, our music. Is bad company by Black Room, courtesy of TakeTones. Hey, you're still here. Um, you're probably waiting for like the next podcast uh, to kick in. Probably something better. Um, thanks for hanging on. Anyway, if you're picking up what we're putting down, uh, consider buying us a cup of coffee on ko-fi.com/slash d a t a p l u s l o v e.